Welcome to the Time Travel Journal podcast series. My name is Sumaya Sodik Ojibara. I will be taking excerpts from my book, Time Travel in My World, and let's travel some of the way together in yours and ours. I hope that I can reflect on some of the writings that I've already shared in the book, and I invite you to find meanings that may also present you the opportunity to form, reform, and transform. In this podcast series, the hope is that I can unpack some more, some of the thoughts and ideas, some of the experiences and emotions that may have informed or inspired some of the writing. I'm pretty excited about this. I hope you are too. So thank you for joining me. From the chapter, I am woman. When I speak of my convictions, my choices, my capabilities, my competence, they say I have no say. They say, what could I have to say? They say they have the last say on any say. They want my say till my last day. When I ask to serve, to serve in different roles, in my roles. When I ask to be given my rights, my respect, they say, stay in your place. They say, stay in the place we put you. Stay where you belong. Stay this way, that way. Stay our way, not your way. When I say I want to be regarded, renumerated, rewarded with equity and fairness, they say, I have become westernized, that I have become a woman warrior, that I am a woman copying the ways of those other women, that I am a woman on a warpath with the ways of old, the way the world is meant to be. When I say, my body, my beauty, my brains, my brawn, my being, they say, ours to do as pleased, for our pleasures as we deem fit. They say, all for our privilege, under our power. When I call on my kind, when I call to my kin, when I call kindred spirits and sisters to speak my, their, our stories, they say, we can't win. They say a woman has just one place in the world, beneath a man. They say, let it go, let it be, let's live, let's live without life. When I stand before you, when I ask, call, speak, say, this is me. You strive, you try to see, hear, feel, care. You do what you can to do right by me. To do right the way you know right, even when it is sometimes, many times, not right for me. When I am me, when I start to see me, to hear, feel, when I start to explore, to discover many more of me, when I start to treat me with dignity, respect, kindness, tenderness, care, love, I start to challenge me to step on my pedestal, step into my potentials, my power, 
my authentic place. When I am me, I start to say to me, you are capable. I say back to me, I am capable. I say, you are valuable. I am valuable. You're worthy. I am worthy. You're created for a purpose. I am created for a purpose. You are an essential part of the universe. I am an essential part of the universe. You're a woman. I am a woman. When I am me, I say, you are here. And I say, me too. I am here. Dearest sister, forgive me if I open up wounds, send you to places you keep placed in the furthest places of your inner places. You crack my gilded mirror until it shatters, until all I see is a thousand pieces of me. You deny me my right to peace as you seek to possess all of my soul. You strip me of my beauty, my brains, until I have nothing left of my own to own. You gnaw at my brawn, reap and slash me until I'm nothing but bed, broken bones. You steal everything that matters, my family and friends, right to my very last smile. You swat and squash and scar me with your toxic mind, intoxicated with your manly might. You lash me with little words, attack me with vicious acts that sometimes almost end it all. You put me behind bars, my breath in your hands as you wield your power over my life and death. You abuse me because you think you can, because you're told you can, because you can. You abuse my trust, my love, my gift, my rights my beliefs, my name, my all I spent with you. You say you're a man. You're a man. You're just a man, not God. You're just a man, not my God. Dearest sister, I am sorry. I'm sorry if I hurt you. I want to start from the last part of that excerpt. I want to start by reading another beat that I follow that excerpt with, but I didn't want to read it with it. I wanted to read it and then talk about it. So I follow that.
by saluting you. My dearest sister, this is a special tribute to you, to women who have lived through and survived domestic violence and those who are still in bondage. I salute your courage and resilience and I pray for your healing from the wounds you sustained in your body and soul. I pray for beautiful new memories for you and for your new life. I ask God to grant you, any person reading this, someone being held in the grips of a toxic relationship, for liberation, direction, courage and strength, and all that you need to overcome whatever suffering and pain you may be undergoing. Don't give up hope. Stay safe and try to get help. Know that no matter what you, they tell you, they really are merely human beings, not God. He who is the creator of all beings, the one who has power over all things. I wanted to start with that. I'm not going to unpack that because there just there's just too much pain and trauma that will bring. But I hoped that that I spoke words that you may not have been able to allow yourself to testify to. That I witnessed with my words. Some of your oppression. Some of the injustices that are being done to you. The evil acts and the evil intentions towards you. What I also try to do is to speak to speak into being the truth. Of our mortality. I know in some other episodes I've talked about power, but I've also talked about the power that is given to us and can be taken away. And this is what I hope I have been able to do with the poem. That even though I am not in your home. I have not been in your heart to see how many pieces they've been shattered into. And those pieces even being shattered into more. That what I've attempted to do, just a few words, is to speak 
what has been shrouded in silence. And from that, perhaps, open the doors to your freedom. So I'm going to leave that there. And that takes me to the first part of the excerpt I read. Where I talk about the woman experience. I'm not speaking for every woman. I'm speaking as a woman. I am speaking as a woman who identifies as a human. I've already shared from this chapter before, but I, I, this is going to be a chapter that would, inshallah, definitely show up in the other books if Allah wills that I'm going to be able to write them or put them together because that process has started already. So I talk about the conversations that are almost always made up of one person. where um, this person is the one that speaks for two. Where it's a conversation that I'm not invited to. And so there's, uh, you see, hear me saying Daisy. When I talk about my experience as a human being who has her own beliefs, who is endowed with the capacity to make choices. Who's created with gifts, who is enabled to acquire competence through her life. Would you then expect that I should have a say about my person, about my place? Yet, no, I, I can't have a say. I don't have a say. And if I'm by the magnanimity of the ones who believe they have the only say, 
then I'm giving just some say. Well, I see that I have the capacity to serve in many different ways with many different identities. When I say that I am giving rights, the one who created me gave me rights. And the created says, no, you have no right. This is the place we've made for you. And this is where you must stay. This is where you belong. And it's only what we decide, how we decide. When I talk about the value that I add in the different roles that I hold, what I have learned as a skilled, what I have studied, what I am experienced in, what I may be better at. They tell me, how, how can I be asking for something for myself? This is only things that you find that Western women do. And I talk about this as a Muslim woman, as a woman, as a person of color. That, you know, this is what tradition says. This is what religion says. This is how our fathers have always done it and our mothers. Look at them. Why are you calling for something different? Why are you, why are you talking about equity and equality and partnership? Partnership? How dare you? And I'm noted and named as a person who is aggressive who who who's on a war path who wants to fight the system but that's true i do want to fight the system that i'm trying to Disrupt the balance. <laughs> Why? And then when I talk about my body, my beauty, my brains, I don't even have a claim to that. And so conversations about me, what I wear, what I don't wear. Not just in the context of a shared negotiation of space where the emphasis is on respecting each other's rights and responsibilities to one another where I might say, if I'm sharing space with you, then I can be respectful of what that requires. 
but not that the responsibility is now put on me that what I wear is what determines the choice you make. Or that there's a given, that it is a given that you have access to me, to my body, my beauty, my brains, without my consent. So much that I can be violated by will in a whim, at a whim. Because you believe that my body is for you to do as you please. Violated with words. Dismissals. Derogatory. Descriptions. Entitled. Decisions. And then. When I call on another that is like me, many are resigned. What's the point? It's always going to be a world without us. A world that Is a man's world. We can't win. There's no point. And sometimes it's from a place of conditioned tradition. This is how it's been done. And it's worked. Don't do anything different. Everything is ordered in a certain way. And then when I stand before you and I say, I see you. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Can you do right by me? And that is when I am able to allow myself also to not wait for your permission to be human, to be woman. Because that is when I realized that, mm, actually, I don't need your permission. Because I've already been formed in the best way. By the fashional forms of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all I need to do is to step up. Step into that place of honor that he has placed me. I don't need your permission. And that is when, as I stand on this pedestal of 
grace. I see, I am capable, I am valuable, I am worthy. I am created for a purpose. I am an essential part of the universe. And that I am here. when I'm able to do that I know that I am blessed I know that I am beautiful and I know that I'm especially made. By God. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for traveling with me today. your presence thank you for participating in this moment with your heart with your soul it may be that this particular episode would have brought tears Perhaps right now as you're listening to this, you can feel aches in so many parts of your body, in your soul. As you remember, as you remember, I also hope that you received some keys today. Keys to doors that you've kept locked for the longest time. Or those that you know you do not know what is on the other side. But I hope that those keys give you permission. I hope that those keys enable you to open doors of knowing 
doors of loving, doors of forgiveness. Doors to celebration. Doors to new beginnings. I hope that if you're a person that has held on to those keys, I hope that you will ask for forgiveness. Because now you know they're not yours to keep. They never were. I hope you know that every single person is born of a woman. Every single person. And that every act of injustice or oppression or wickedness or cruelty is an act against your own soul. Because you carry within you the essence some of the essence of humanity. If you're a father of a daughter, brother to a sister, son to a mother, the treatment of another woman Treatment of every woman is a mark of your worth. I cannot judge you, but I can judge what you do to me. But the judgment of the judge, there's no escaping that. Every tear that falls from my eye every call I make to you every plea every gift of my being that I gift to you is being witnessed you will answer 
and say you a woman it is not it is not a whole pass this identity is not a whole pass it is not an excuse it is not a reason why you will be a human being that is unjust too. So I hope as we finish this episode that everybody who comes across this will go to places of truth. Some of the most deepest and darkest places that they've never allowed themselves to go to and be courageous enough to look in the mirror and to see who is in that mirror looking back at them I hope that this moment as your heart, your soul, your essence joins with mine that we both stand before our Lord and we ask him to remove that which hurts To heal that which has been hurt. To grant us in its place abundance of rewards in this life and the next. Where we step into that place of worth and own it. I know there are people who will be ready to say, oh, but you're fighting against what is ordered. I'm not fighting against what is ordered. I know what my belief tells me. I know what my Lord tells me. I'm not confused about that at, at all. And every time I am asked to come and justify or to explain or to interpret, I will not. Unless we're actually in a conversation together where there's an exchange where there's reception, where there's respect, where there's genuine um, interest, not some patronizing allowance. 
So I hope that you too will start those conversations with your sons, with your daughters, sisters, brothers. And that some of the things that I'm mentioning today, this moment becomes a moment of change. It won't happen. completely but if you decide at this moment you're going to change then we all get to share in, in, a, in a moment of we'll get to share your moment of change and transformation and we become witness knowingly and unknowingly to God's mercy in your life as a man as a woman so I hope that you go away with this and travel back and forth in your world to places where you may not be able to change what has happened but you can certainly change what is happening so that it changes what could have happened if you continued. There's still so much more to unpack here and I know that there's still the other episodes that will talk more about this. I'll see you again soon, inshallah, for our next trip.